Hi guys, welcome back to a, another horror, wine, and crime. Hey, hey. KK and Low coming at you on this glorious Monday. It's Monday for you guys. Not HWC right out of the D. Ooh, a new one. I like that. <laughs> clever. So clever. <laughs> it just came to me. You know why? Because it's so cold in the D. Actually, though, it was kind of nice the past couple days. I my story. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I told you: if you ever are a part of a crime, you can't tell me because I'm not good with this. (laughs) Okay, but it was still cold out. It's just not as cold as it's been. True. It's it's still cold. Definitely, it's no no spring or summer weather over here. But it was like nice compared to what it had been like the past like two weeks um so well first of all first and foremost shout out to dex hey 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 (laughs) and then also um we got together at your house on monday this past monday and we had such a cute girls night um, we had a bunch of food and we had wine and we watched a movie. Hint, hint. Something we may be talking about here shortly. <laughs> yes, and we had special guest Sammy Herrick hanging out. Shout out to Sammy. Um, I get to see her every other Wednesday when I work. And we'd always chit chat and I would take way longer at my house than I need to be because I was having too much fun conversating with her i could understand why she's so nice she's so sweet and she's super fun to talk to so i oh my god she brings such a high energy i love it oh yeah definitely so i could definitely see getting stuck uh not stuck but you know staying later talking (laughs) to her (laughs) and her mom is the same way hey holly if you're listening to um they're like two peas in a pod they're just like She's just like a smaller version of her mom. It's so cute. Aw, so sweet. And I say smaller, I mean younger, because it's mother-daughter, you know. Right, right, yeah. Just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> get, the, get the clarification in. <laughs> She's just like a younger version of her mom. Right, right, got you. I got so, you. <laughs> I love both them ladies. The whole family, actually, is super nice. The husband, the brothers, um, it's just a very warm environment when you walk through the door. Even Coda. What up, Coda? The dog. So then shout out to the, the whole Herrick clan. <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Uh, we all made food and drank some drinks. And I don't know if we want to get into this now, but Sam was kind of talking about that theory with um, the box in Seven in the box i knew you were gonna say it what's in the box <laughs> it's actually funny because my husband's out of town and he got a ups package delivered and i was on the phone with him and i said what's in the box and he didn't answer me i was like what's in the box <laughs> and then he's like oh it's just air vents for the den and i'm like oh it's kind of boring but then he laughed because he's like what's in the i got it i see what you did there perfect timing honestly <laughs> all right but yeah, so she said that there was like a back and forth between a lot of people because 
at least from what I think you and me both thought, that it was always his wife's head, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. But she, but she said that a lot of people think that it's the baby, right? The unborn baby that was like That's cut what out. She said. Yes, which blew my mind because I never even thought about that. I didn't either. I've never heard that, so um, I wanted to investigate a little bit. Yeah, and see if she was cray cray or if she was onto something. Um, and there is actually a few different theories. Um, people said the head and it said, um, there was a note said where he was from, which I guess they made it a thing throughout the movie where like nobody talked about the cities they came from or something. Um, there was another one that said the baby, there was all kinds of theories, the majority I do seem to think, and it looks like that most people are going with Gwyneth Paltrow's head. That's what I feel like that's what most people think. But it also said that they wanted to show like a prosthetic head at the end of the movie. And Brad Pitt, I guess was like, absolutely not. Um, and they wanted to leave the end of the movie open the way it was for what's in the box. You know what I mean? Like the way the line was delivered, the way he did it, the way like it showed Morgan Freeman just looking in the box and then looking back at him, like that was all that needed to be said. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Kind of like leave it open, like as a mystery. Yeah. Everybody just seemed like, Oh my God, it's his wife. Because you could just see the sadness on Morgan's face when he looked up at Brad Pitt, you know? Right, and yeah. Like, the unspoken, like, no, 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 you know? No. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny because I don't know if you've ever seen Pulp Fiction, but they kind of did that with Pulp Fiction, too. Like, what was in the briefcase? I never saw that, which I feel like... I've heard I mean I've heard a ton about it and I know it's like a classic so I probably should watch it but yeah I have not seen that at all it's a very good movie you'll love it and it's a good one you could watch with because it's not chick flicky and it's not just for guys it's a common denominator movie gotcha okay did you say my man or something you kind of cut out for a second I said Brett. I'm assuming oh, okay. that's your man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did a thing in Pulp Fiction too. I guess I won't go too much into it. But Samuel Jackson has this briefcase and you open it up and it kind of like lights up. And so many people kept saying that it's souls inside the briefcase. But they've never really actually showed what is in the briefcase. Okay, so, so that's we'll have to watch like, it and then we can talk about it. Yeah, we'll kind of debate our theories on what's in the briefcase. What's in the briefcase? <laughs> so if you guys have any theories of what you think is in the briefcase or more or so what's in the box, I'm sticking to I think it's her head. I think it's her head, too. I mean, it definitely could be the baby. 
I don't know. I just feel like the head makes more sense and it would be like, it's just easier than, I mean, I don't know. I've never decapitated someone, but like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just feel like in my gut, I feel like it's the head. Yeah, me too. It could have been, we, you know, we could be way off, you know, it could have been some like childhood monster that he was scared of or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that had nothing to do with his wife or his child. <laughs> like Cookie Monster in the box. Yeah. <laughs> or like some food that he hates, you know, something like that. <laughs> sauerkraut no 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 <laughs> i would have that same reaction to sauerkraut so it would be understandable but the movie that uh we watched at your house that we're gonna kind of dive into and talk about today and lo introduced this to both me and sammy um because neither of us had seen it and i gotta say it was so good Amazing choice, Lo. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I seen it in 2000 when it came out and it still holds up. Um, she said she was going to go home and watch it again over the weekend because she was that in, into it. Um, and also, before we continue with this, I just want to say, people, the podcast is horror, wine, and crime. And we love doing the true crimes. Um, but sometimes we just want to throw in a fun horror movie one. So that's probably going to be like what this episode is. It's not even a horror movie. It's a thriller movie. But um, so just bear with us for this week. Just enjoy the fun talking of a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go watch the movie after you listen to this if you haven't already seen it. So, and you're we'll talk about like some fun facts behind the scenes stuff too. Um, but yeah, we're horror, wine and crime, <laughs> not just wine and crime. Don't get that confused because oh, people will piss people, people off. Person, a person, person, one person has spoke. One person has spoken, and they are pissed off. And I. You know, we deeply apologize. We never heard of them before. No offense, not in a bad way, but just, you know, life has so many words and so many word choices. So, <laughs> and apparently, wine and crime is a very popular one. I guess I should have researched more when I brought up to you the idea of the name. Well, um, you know, you got the horror in there. And like you said, we like to do the horror stuff too. So it works out. Next week, we do have a true crime coming, and it's actually a very good one i'm so excited we were gonna do it tonight but i don't want to rush it so i'm gonna keep up a little bit more of the research and you know prime it up a little bit and we'll be good to go for the next episode woo woo! i'm excited to hear it um yeah you'll definitely want to tune into that one guys because lo kind of gave me a little synopsis and it's gonna be a really good one but yes, so for today, we're going to get into what lies beneath. Um, and then after as, that, oh, sorry, go ahead. As I say, as we sip on our barefoot white Ziffindale. Yes, a classic. I love white Ziffindale. Can never go wrong with that. It's so classy. So you got to drink it holding your thing with your pinky up. 
Mm-hmm. And then like, I want to have like a little spectacle on my eye, you know, like, <laughs> just, to, just to make it even more fancy. Does it though? In my stupid mind, it does. But in reality, no, not at all. <laughs> like I'm having wine with the Monopoly guy. <laughs> it's like Who I doesn't show- really have it. I think that was, a, wasn't that one of the oh, Mandela effects? That was yeah. the peanut guy, I think. Or was it the Monopoly guy? Stay tuned for next week. <laughs> well, back check it. We should do a Man- Mandela effects episode. Yeah. That'd be fun. I love those. But okay. Anyways. <laughs> yes. So we're going to talk about what lies beneath. Um, and then after we're going to go over some less classlessly or criminal stories. So stay tuned for that as well. And they are always classy. Classy, like a like a Monopoly man drinking some white Zippendale. <laughs> <laughs> so what lies beneath? It is a 2000 American supernatural horror thriller film. Uh, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis and... The two main characters that it starred were Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, They were basically playing this couple who lived in a haunted house. And we're kind of going to discuss, you know, our thoughts on the movie and everything that went down also. Um, But just just some opening facts. The film uh, had opened in over 2000 theaters in North America and it ended up grossing. $291 million at the worldwide box office, which made it the 10th highest grossing film of the year, which is pretty good. Not too shabby. Um, It received mixed reviews, but it was nominated for three Saturn Awards. So nice. And I know everybody's there. I mean, Harrison Ford, he's a big deal to some people. Sam expressed how she loved him. Oh, yeah. Why she was here. I was there for Michelle Pfeiffer. She was like the it girl when I was in the 90s. Like, I wanted to be Michelle Pfeiffer. She's so pretty. Like, I'm like, how is somebody that pretty? Like, in every scene, even in even in the scenes where she was like, you know, battered and beaten and terrified and just horrified and drowning. She still looked gorgeous. Like, I'm like, how does that happen? The luck of the draw. The look of the genetic draw but yeah um i really liked this movie i enjoyed it a lot i really didn't know what to expect when we first started watching it because i don't think you really said much about what it was probably i didn't the- because i was scared if you say too much it can give it away real quick right because i had no idea that it was going to be like haunted i thought it was going to be like, you know, the movie opens up and they're sending their daughter away to college and like Michelle Pfeiffer is dealing with that and like super sad. But then she starts like seeing all these things with her neighbors, like her neighbor, the woman crying and sobbing. And then all of a sudden it looks like in the middle of the night, the husband is like taking out a body bag and then like she finds like the bloody shoe on their porch and everything so in my mind, I'm like, oh, okay. So this neighbor guy is scary, crazy killer dude. And that's a, that's where I thought that the movie was headed. But then huh, 
big old plot twist uh, happened there. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because even in the movie, like, she ends up talking to the neighbor, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, did you ever just cry so much because you loved somebody so much? I'm like, what? (laughs) Um. But she never did say, you know, you guys are making jokes that I thought he murdered you, but um, I have your shoe blood on it. And, you know, you disappeared for days and your husband threw my flowers out of the basket like an asshole. Yeah, I feel like there was there was more to that story. You know, they could have made their own movie next door because I feel like there was a lot uh, unsaid. A lot of drama over there. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it ends up turning into like this ghost thriller movie, which is always cool. I feel like when it's like not just like ghostly haunting type movies, but when it's like the thriller aspect too, trying to like solve the mystery of who this ghost girl that she's seeing is and like, is it real? Is it somebody she knows? And like all of that. Yeah. Um I think they did a pretty good job of making you question yourself of not yourself, but questioning like what's going on in this movie. Cause at any point it could have took a different turn, you know, it could have been, cause even at one point Sam was like, um, I think she's dead. Like a, uh, like a six sense type thing. Yes. And you're like, yeah, maybe. And I'm just like, really? Is that what y'all think? I know you were okay. so quiet. We're like, oh, she's not. She's not going to give us anything. Because <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. Like, oh I mean, no, I appreciate it, especially with yeah, like the twists and turns of it all, and like where it ended up going. I'm glad you didn't say anything because yeah, I feel like the whole time we were like, wait, is it all a dream? Is she crazy? Did she kill this person? Did <laughs> husband kill this person? Did the neighbor kill this person? Like there were so many back and forth questions. Yeah, because at one point they show a picture of her looking at a car that she'd wrapped around a tree that she got in an accident. And uh, so the first time I saw it, I thought like, <gasps> did she kill somebody with her car? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Because she ran out of the house crying after she saw the car. And I think that was just her being overwhelmed. Like, oh, my God, I survived that, you know? Oh, probably. Like, but, yeah, so I feel like there's so many scenes where it kind of, like, kept you guessing, you know? Yeah, definitely. That That's what I think makes it, like, as good of a movie as it was. Because it wasn't, like, so straightforward, you know, I feel like a lot of movies, even thriller movies, can just be really predictable. You know, where it's like, okay, I know this person did it, but then you're just like waiting for them to get caught or waiting for them to show up or whatever. Where this one, it was just like, you know, surprise after surprise. Yeah. And I think with her theory of like, oh, is it is she the one dead? With Sam's theory, I'm like, oh, that makes sense because the, the ghost, girl looked just like her like they looked really similar so then it was like wait is that her but then it ended up being her scummy scummy husband cheating on her with a little student typical (laughs) and i love the part that my 
favorite part of the movie is just like when he finds out and she's like, I think she's on to us. And he's like, what are you talking about? Who? Your wife. Yes. That gave me the chills. I was like, that's creepy. Uh, I love that scene. Like she's like takes the apple and she's like jamming it in its mouth and she's like getting so aggressive. Like she looked so scary. It was like really creepy. I was like guessing. I'm like, okay, she has to be possessed. But then I was like, or is she just like trying to scare him? <laughs> like being like, bitch, I know what you did. Yeah. Um I like Harrison Ford as an actor. I sorry people don't show the hate i don't find him sexy okay okay wait wait wait. but old him like like um indiana jones him not really really he did it for you and indiana jones i mean not like oh i mean i i wasn't like dying over him like oh my gosh but i thought he was you know a good looking dude in those movies yeah, no, I don't think he's ever done that for me. Huh. Well, I think he's a good actor, but I've never was just like, <gasps> like back then, I think I was like Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Yeah. Richard Gere in Pretty Woman. Okay. And I wasn't um, so much there. Brad Pitt always and still. <laughs> Brad Pitt was more, I can't do current Brad Pitt. <laughs> Um, looks like a billy goat top gun and tombstone era there was the val kilmer stage had a big van damme stage no idea who that is jean-claude van damme nope okay normally i would say some shit like what the hell's wrong with you oh my god but he hasn't done any movies recently um so I can probably see he's probably stopped right around the time he became a teenager. Oh, yeah. Um, he was a martial art actor. He was kind of like back in the 90s. It was like Jean-Claude Van Damme or Steven Seagal. You were like one or the other usually. Okay. I know Steven Seagal, but yeah, I never heard of the other guy. Maybe if I saw his picture, I would recognize him, but. You might. He was just like one of the big muscle people like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Steven Seagal. Um, yeah. I always get, whenever people say Steven Seagal, I get, I, my brain for some reason immediately pulls up Jason, Jason Siegel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which they're completely different. But when you said but Steven Seagal, on... oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to be like, mm, okay. interesting, interesting choice. But yeah, um, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Definitely we're on different pages there with <laughs> Harrison Ford I guess <laughs> but yeah no it was a really good movie uh end was very suspenseful the whole like finishing scene where he's like they crash their car into the water and like they're drowning and then the girl the girl who he killed the college girl her body just happens to be underneath where their car is and then she freaking swims up and grabs him to like keep him drowning with her that was it was like iconic but scary at the same time because she looked so freaking creepy yeah she did 
But she's like, "Uh uh-uh, got you now, bitch. Yep. She's like, you're not going anywhere. But, like, my thing is, she was mad at him, right? Like, she wanted to kill him for vengeance? Or was she, like, still in love with him? I took it as she was killing him because he killed her. So, vengeance. Okay. That's what Um, I thought. That's kind of how I took it as. And, like, she wanted it to be resolved. That's why she was haunting the house. Not that she was mad at Michelle Pfeiffer. She was more or less like, please help me get my body found. You know what I mean? Like, right. Your husband did this and you need to know, like, right. Like she was giving her clues so that she could solve it. Yes. And then also so that the ghost could kill him. Right. Okay. That's what I figured. But then I was like, part of me was like, is she actually just like obsessed with him and wants him to like die with her to like be stuck with her or whatever. Right. And I don't think that the ghost initially wanted him dead. I think she just wanted him caught, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But then it got so far where he was trying to kill his wife that it's like, she was like, all right, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Let's talk about the chloroform when she's in the bathtub and she can't move her muscles. I I can't. I even said out loud when we were watching it to you guys. I was like, I have anxiety watching this. Like her just laying in the bathtub, not being able to move, like paralyzed, not being able to move while the water is slowly filling up. Even thinking about it right now makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> Like, watching her try to get that drain with her foot. With her toes that she could barely yes. wiggle. And then it breaks. Like, what are the freaking odds? Oh, my gosh. Like, that's so horrifying. I I get, like, uncomfortable even just thinking about it. Like, I feel like I can't breathe when I was watching it. <laughs> <sighs> but luckily, and I don't know how realistic that is because I don't know exactly how chloroform works because spoiler alert i don't go around chloroforming 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 whatever drugging people (laughs) so i don't know how long it's supposed to last and i don't even know if it was chloroform because i feel like chloroform usually knocks you out like asleep. yeah like it doesn't paralyze you so this was just kind of some kind of muscle relaxer or something yeah yeah well he was kept her she kept her conscious she just lost all right capabilities of using her muscles like she couldn't walk she couldn't literally she just had her fingers and her toes for a few <laughs> yeah so it definitely wasn't chloroform but he was like a scientist or whatever so and i know that they would like test on animals all the time so he just had like access to all of those kinds of drugs so yeah it definitely was like a paralyzing or a muscle relaxer or something but yeah i really i felt like i could crawl out of my skin when that was happening because (laughs) how uncomfortable that would be and like the amount of panic that would have to like go through your body as that's happening is horrifying oh i know but spoiler alert she got it (laughs) 
hey, I'm sorry, people, but this movie's been out for 23 years. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't seen it, then I mean, you've had ample opportunity. Yeah, then that's on you. <laughs> I mean, I hadn't seen it, so I really have no room to talk, but. I know. And I keep bringing all these old movies out. So hopefully people are appreciating the old ones and the instead of all the newer ones. I do like some of the newer ones, but I feel like the old movies without so much special effects just give you the old fashioned, like just chills, you know? Yeah. Well, and plus like all the newer ones, everybody's going to be talking about that. So when we go back and like do these, I don't know. I feel like it takes people down memory lane. I hope so. Yeah. I'm a fan of the, I'm a fan of them low. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Good. Cause I got a list of them for you that I've been making. Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do have some, just a few fun facts that I found about this movie. I don't know if you have anything else you wanted to say about the film before I jumped into these. Um, her bestie was fun. I mean, not as fun as my bestie. Facts. <laughs> but I did like the scene where they did the, the seance and she's like laughing and Michelle Pfeiffer's like, get your shit together. <laughs> like, stop it. That was that was a good scene. And then when the door is like slowly opening and they're yeah. both like peeing themselves. Yes. So I did like her bestie. She's so much, she was fun. She got a new car. Uh, made a, what'd she say? Uh, think I could pick up some like dudes in here yeah she mentioned it a few times she's like I'm gonna go pick up some dudes <laughs> and then they're like hey did you get any dudes yet she's like yeah there's one in my trunk <laughs> yeah I love that line I was like oh <laughs> that was perfect could you imagine you and me doing a Ouija board no because I feel like we already opened up some doors at the Overton house. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, people that bought that house. Yeah. Good luck to them. Um, Best wishes. And all, and all we did literally was talk about Animeville Horror and the Exorcist and shit hit the fan. I mean, those are some pretty intense ones. So we really, uh, we really started off strong. We hit the ground running with those. <laughs> We did. We did. Um, the spirits were not prepared. Okay. <laughs> I did have the Alexa go off loud in this house, though, too, since we moved in. Maybe it's just your Alexa. She just it hates could you. be. I don't. I can't remember what she was. Oh, this time it was blaring. Um, Nirvana. Come as you are. That's a little less scary than uh, when it started. I mean, it's reading. a good tune. I'm not going to hate it. I was kind right. of like, well, okay, okay. Good choice. Good choice on their part. <laughs> Trying to yeah. figure out the message. Calm definitely. Okay. Definitely <laughs> less scary than the uh, exorcist reading <laughs> that it was giving you in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> that you and Justin were like laughing about. <laughs> That's traumatizing. <laughs> See, you're strong. I would have thrown my freaking Alexa away after that. Out of them, like, bitch, you out of here. <laughs> That's not happening no, again. I just saged the shit out of my house. Yeah. 
Oh, but yeah, that was a that was a good scene, definitely them doing that seance. Um, but yeah, so just a few fun facts that I found about the uh about the movie. The director, who was Robert Zemeckis, uh, he filmed this while production for Castaway, which he was also involved in, um, it was shut down. So he went to like go film this movie and Castaway was shut down because Tom Hanks was trying to lose the weight for his character in Castaway. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm wondering for that movie, if they filmed part of it, like the beginning of it, and then like made him like wait and like lose a bunch of weight before they filmed anything again, which oh, would make probably. sense. Yeah, yeah. He had the each up an island barely eating, you know. Right. Yeah. Which I feel like now they could just like I don't know, special effects that shit or something, but <laughs> <laughs> um another one. So Michelle Pfeiffer stated in an interview that she actually used Drew Barrymore's method of projecting fear to help her get into character, which is really funny because that that like makes me want to go back and watch it again to see if I like can pick up on that. Do you know what I mean? I feel like Drew Barrymore has a very specific way of. I mean, just as it says, projecting fear, like, in scary movies. I don't know, but Drew Barrymore is another one of my faves that I love, so I'm down with it. I'm here for it. I know, same. Um, But Drew Barrymore is so much younger than Michelle Pfeiffer, so that's kind of cute, too. Usually, it'd be the other way around, you know? Right, like, you'd think that Drew would look up to her and, like, use her techniques, but the fact that she used hers... Is I feel like a very big compliment to her. Yes, mad respect. Yeah, mad respect to both those ladies. So five different versions of the bathroom set were actually constructed uh, so that like different parts of the same scene could be filmed at different times on opposite coasts, which is like such a weird thing to think about. The fact that they made five different versions of this one single bathroom, but the bathroom was like a pretty major set in this movie. Like it was like, I feel like one of the most important locations in the whole movie. Yeah, because you got to figure there was a scene where she saw the ghost in the bathtub water. Then they did the seance. Then she saw the reflection of the ghost. Then he put her in the tub, you know, and then he slipped and fell and hit his head on the sink like a crazy. Crazy ding dong. <laughs> crazy ding dong. <laughs> a crazy lunatic. <laughs> uh so, yeah, there was a lot of um, bathroom scenes in there, even though it was all at once. But there was a lot of, like you said, focus points in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I get why they like had such a, um, I don't know, particular focus on that, just because those were like monumental parts of the movie. Um, but yeah, the fact that they 
I don't know, they were filming it all over, like, on opposite coasts and everything, too. It was, like, dedication. Um, I wonder why they traveled so far away. Unless they were doing reshoots or something, like, if they needed to reshoot something and, like, or schedules didn't line up or something, so one person had and to maybe be... they were both in other movies or something that they had the oh the life of movie stars we'll never know <laughs> <laughs> and i feel uh, like a lot of the bathroom scenes was because of water so like because she was in the lake so maybe that's why everything was in the bathroom like the bathtub the water oh the look scene. at it that's such a deep thought <laughs> I love the more it. You know, rainbow. <laughs> she's doing the rainbow sign, uh, <laughs> just to paint a visual for you guys. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that that uh, that would make a lot of sense because, yeah, why else? I don't know why else would she keep seeing her in the bathroom and all these things keep happening in the bathroom and like the drowning in the tub and the girl drowned when she died. So, makes sense. Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford were the only choices they were the first and only choices that the director made for the lead roles of Claire and Norman so you know he got his first picks and I could see why he would want them they both absolutely crushed it hey it was worked for him Mm -hmm. exactly this kind of this one kind of surprised me I mean I don't know a lot of Harrison Ford's movies I know he's been in like a ton but this was his only horror film which is so funny to me yeah I feel like he does a lot of action movies not really horror stuff yeah and I love that he was like the evil like the bad guy because usually I feel like he's like the hero in most of the movies yeah he's got that demeanor like he plays like the serious role I think well like the serious guy like like when they were sitting on the bed and she's like oh my gosh she's like norman she's like you're so sensitive about that and he's like yeah i guess i gotta work on that (laughs) yeah yeah he does he's not very like light like he has like a not like a grunge but like a deepness to him but like not deep in like a deep way deep in like a kind of like tortured soul kind of way just a serious type guy like i mean he does have stuff where he's you know funny and he has like the indiana jones um i feel like this is like promoting indiana jones um (laughs) i know but i mean we can't really we can't really promote it it's already been (laughs) it's already been hit (laughs) Well, the new one that's coming out. Apparently, there's a new one coming out, people. Oh, I don't um, know. But I, I feel like he, he can do the quick-witted one-lines. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like, and be funny. But he's also got it where he can, he can play this serious, more stuffy type guy too, very well. You know, that's how you know he's just a good, uh, a great actor, right? Yeah, yeah. He seals the deal. Um, and then this one was kind of funny. This is the last one, but this one just kind of made me laugh. So according to the original script for this movie, which was by Clark Gregg, uh, Claire and Norman 
didn't have as close of a relationship as they did in the movie and they just like kind of smoked pot and like weren't very close (laughs) and I thought that was kind of funny because in the movie like it seemed like they had a pretty up until the end obviously it seemed like they had a pretty solid relationship um but originally the man who wrote this he just envisioned them uh definitely in a different light (laughs) yeah which I thought was kind of funny um but yeah yeah. go ahead (laughs) I was gonna say I like the way it came out I think they did a better job going this way yeah I think so too like I feel like if they went that route it would have been like such a different vibe to the movie you know yeah if they were just smoking pot all the time <laughs> it would remind me of craig t nelson and uh joe bath williams from the poltergeist when they were like getting stoned oh yeah poltergeist while they were like dealing with the beginning of their problems and then they're in there smoking a joint just like laughing their asses off i mean honestly probably a great way to deal with the stress of that <laughs> and i just remember when i was little i didn't really get it and then i watched it again as i was older i'm like ah, you're, getting... hmm. you're like oh, okay makes sense i get it understandable <laughs> and we all know what you thought about uh Nelson in that movie. Oh yeah, Foxy Foxy, <laughs> Foxy fella. <laughs> I don't know why, but yep, yeah, he did it more for me than Harrison Ford. I'll say that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see it. He was just a fun, cool, like, dad. yeah. It was like his vibe too, you know. Yeah, except he got to part three. No, he wasn't in the third one. The second one, then he was just a cranky ass. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like him that much in the in the second one. First well, one, he had some stress, you know. I know. First one's where it was at, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you don't know Poltergeist, go back season one. Yeah, we covered it, guys. Also, you have to know Poltergeist. How do you not know that? <laughs> I don't know a lot, but I knew that one. <laughs> she doesn't know a lot, but she knows she loves you. Is that from something? She's shaking my head, or she's shaking her head at me. It's a old, I believe it's a Lana Ritchie song. Oh, Okay. I don't really know any Lionel Richie. I don't know much, but I know I love you. Let me be all you've ever known or want or need. Thing. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, I'll play it for you when we log off. I'll show you. Oh, how sweet. <laughs> I'll have a moment. We'll have a sweet moment. <laughs> off, off camera, guys. <laughs> That sounds bad. <sighs> but yeah, good choice, Lo. If you guys have not seen this, go watch it. It's really, really good. You won't regret it. I'm making it right now for free. 
Ooh, even better. Uh, you're welcome, HBO. Thank you. Um, so kind of switching gears a little bit, we have some less classlesslier criminal stories to share with you guys to uh round this episode out. And I just I always laugh every time I'm looking these up or just anytime I hear them. Like it's just so hilarious. Like <laughs> how these things just play out for these people <laughs> because they might not all be like dumb people like genuinely you, but you know everybody makes like dumb mistakes but it's like yes. when you're when you're trying to like you know commit a crime it's like you gotta be a little bit more careful <laughs> with the dumb mistakes at that point <sighs> yeah so me and Laura are probably gonna alternate do you want to start us off low with the first one i can do that all right <laughs> so on this one thief got caught trying to rob the same bank two days in a row so they say criminals always return to the scene of the crime which uh my true crimers out there you know that mm-hmm but in this case, it was a bumbling California bank robber who didn't even wait a day before he went back to the branch where he allegedly knocked over. Samuel Brown, 33, was busted after he tried to rob the same Fountain Valley Chase Bank two days in a row. The San Diego resident took off with a large amount of cash after he slipped a stick-up note to the teller at the New Hope Street Chase at 3 p.m. on Monday. Fountain Valley Police said this in a news release. What's happening? What's so funny? Sorry. I was just laughing at the way that I read that because I was like, release? in a news release you're like release question mark um but anyway the dough apparently wasn't enough for brown he went back to the bank the next morning and tried to rob it again police arrived around 11 15 a.m and arrested him without incident according to the release brown had an outstanding arrest warrant and a rap sheet that included a previous robbery convictions in san diego he is being held on a $170,000 bail in Orange County Jail and facing multiple robbery charges. Nice. That's what happens when you get greedy, people. He got away with it. He would have, if he just went the one time and robbed it, he totally, well, I don't know about totally, but chances are he would not have been caught. Or at least as quickly as he was caught. But the fact that he was like, you know, I didn't get enough. Yeah, It worked the first time today. <sighs> so I'm going to go back a second time and try to get some more. That's what happens when you get greedy. You get caught. The fact. <laughs> um, so this next one, New Jersey Teens were caught dumping murder victim in Pennsylvania woods after leaving hazard lights on. So two teenage brothers from Somerset, New Jersey, 
were charged with criminal homicide after cops stumbled on them trying to dump a dead body in the woods in Pennsylvania because they left their hazard lights on. Anthony Gamble, who was 19, and his brother Joshua, who was 17, um, both being charged as an adult, they were taken into custody after Pennsylvania state troopers pulled over to check on what they assumed were disabled vehicles on the side of um, a road in Bucks County. So apparently it just looked like their hazard lights were on and the police were just trying to help them out. Um, But the troopers approached a blinking silver Subaru and a parked Audi just after midnight and found Joshua Gamble lying on the ground in the woods wearing a glove and a bloody shoe, (laughs) which I don't know if that's all he was wearing. (laughs) just the glove and the shoe but um, it paints a beautiful picture (laughs) yeah um so as they detained the younger teen his brother anthony ran towards the car and he was wearing blood-stained clothing and carrying gloves so he was promptly arrested um and then the troopers found a dead man's body in the woods near the audi which contained blood and a large knife on the passenger side floor. Um, So the initial investigation indicates the unidentified male appeared to have stab wounds about his head, neck, upper chest, and arm. Both cars, the victim, and the knife were all found within 100 feet of each other. The teens were charged with criminal homicide, criminal conspiracy, possession of an instrument of crime and tampering with evidence and investigators were trying to determine the circumstances of the fatal stabbing and figuring out you know why the alleged killers were across the state line um which was about more than 60 miles from where they lived in somerset they say as of right now we are unable to discern any reason for them to be in bucks county adding that under the law, a homicide is assumed to have happened in the place where the victim is found, unless proven otherwise. For that reason, we will presume that Bucks County has jurisdiction to investigate and prosecute this murder. But how stupid. Like, why? I mean, obviously, I'm glad they got caught because they're murderers. (laughs) But, like, why would you keep your... You're about to, like, bury a body and, like you're going to put your hazard lights on on the side of the fucking road. <laughs> it's just so stupid to me. Cause I wonder if they like the brothers fought about that on the way to the police station. You idiot. Oh, probably. And I'm like, but they, it, the funny thing is it's not like just one of the cars hazard lights were on. It was literally both of them. Oh, it's, yeah, like, it's true. It's like their mom taught them to put their hazard lights on when they pull over, but she didn't know that they were going to be murdering people. Yeah, she forgot to add. Unless you kill somebody. Right, unless you don't want the cops. Unless you don't want the cops to find you, uh, keep them off. Oh, so funny. Iconic face gets 15 years for robbing a bank to finance plastic surgery. The bandages are off. The charges are sticking. (laughs) So an Alabama woman with an iconic face, which 
it sounds like people around gave her name. She might have fancied it up to Fasse. <laughs> so however you guys want to roll with it. She was found guilty this week on two counts of armed robbery after holding up a Mississippi bank two years ago, a crime she allegedly committed to fund her plastic surgery. Fasse's or face. I'll just say face because we're talking about a face. <laughs> um, her case was originally slated on trial for June 28, 2021, but the surgery-obsessed thief requested to plead guilty beforehand. After the 39-year-old's plea the, to the circuit judge, Randy Prechet Mueller, he sentenced her to the maximum term of 15 years on each count to run consecutively. The Azarks native charge stemmed from a 2019 heist of the Bancorp South in Gulfport, Mississippi. At the time, prosecutors argued that her plan was to rob a bank to finance her sexual reassignment surgery, according to AI.com. Sexual reassignment. I wonder what she's got going on. <laughs> Gulfport police had been alerted to Faces Faces 2019 crime by a hidden alarm activated by the bank branch. Upon their arrival, the bank employees informed officers that the suspect had approached the teller window and handed the clerk a handed scrawled note that read, you have one minute to give them the money. Do not be wrong or die. No pressure. Do not be wrong. Oh, thread of man. <laughs> uh, sorry. No, that was good. No weapon was seen or shown, although tellers did recall the suspect had a swollen face, which indicated that she had some recent cosmic surgery already done. The robbery was captured on the civilian system while authorities discovered an abandoned Cadillac near the bank, which they traced back to <laughs> face. I don't know if it's Fasse or face, guys. Uh, back to Fasse's, according <laughs> to the Associated Press. Meanwhile, authorities sent still images to the serial surgery recipient with a memo imploring the public to help ID the suspect. The criminal was detained on March 30th, 2019 at Houston George Bush Intercontinental Airport after re-entering the county from Mexico country. <laughs> There's an R there, people. <laughs> after re-entering the country from Mexico, it was suspected that she had received her bank Job fund procedure. This two subsequent mugshots showed her sporting surgical tape around her nose. I just picture like from like Clueless when they stand in there with all the little bandages on their noses. Yeah, pretty much. We'll post the pictures of her guys because she for sure has quite the distinctive face. She can't have any balls flying at her face per her doctor's orders. <laughs> yeah, I do. 
I mean, she was having that sexual reassignment surgery, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, sorry. Um, this apparently, this is apparently not the bank robber's first job, so to speak. Under her birth name, Jimmy Maurice Lewis II, Passay <laughs> was found guilty at the age of 26 of another robbery on January 20th, 2009, in the U.S. District Court for Northern District of Alabama. Passay was <laughs> sentenced and served 51 months in federal prison. In that case, in which she reportedly demanded the teller to give her at least $20,000. After her release, she allegedly changed her name to Iconic for Say, Fox reported. And it says her birth name was Jimmy, but then it says she. I was a little confused as I was going through this, what the politically correct way to well, address this person. I think because- obviously. I figured out what the sexual assignment was. Yes, I think that's the only meaning to that surgery. That's why I was laughing also so hard. When you were like, I wonder what she's got going on. Uh, you know, snip, snip, tuck, tuck, add yeah. boobs, add ding-dongs, take ding-dongs off. I don't know. So, I'm yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy got the snip, snip. Okay. So iconic fussé could have the tuck tuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing the guy from Science of the Lambs right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love though that she changed her name to iconic fussé because or face whatever because everybody was talking about her and like calling her this just because of how distinctive her face was. I think that that's the funniest part of this whole story. that's her theme song (laughs) um okay and then our last not our last one jk our second last one (laughs) all right anywho any hoozles we'll keep going with it um so she was caught (laughs) orange-handed get it um (laughs) So a woman was busted for a home invasion in Oklahoma, thanks in part to Cheeto dust found in her teeth. Sharon Carr was arrested on a first-degree burglary charge after allegedly committing the dangerously cheesy act Friday at a home in Tulsa, police said. Cops say they arrived at the home that night where a mom of two young kids had called 911 to report that another lady had pried a screen off of her window and gotten inside. Um, The snack-loving sneak had already fled, but cops said that they found a bag of Cheetos and a bottle of water on the floor near the open window, so that was their first clue. Um. A few seconds later, however, Carr allegedly emerged from the shadows, creepy, um, and the mom ID'd her as the invader. And the bust was further cemented when they found the incriminating orange snack food residue still stuck all in her teeth. Cops think that she dropped the bag while making her escape. Um A good reminder that Cheeto dust can be pretty hard to get rid of, Tulsa police wrote on Facebook. So (laughs) 
They got her because of the Cheeto dust left in her smile. <laughs> Should have went with the Cheetos. That right? She would have got maybe she would have gotten away with it if she picked a different snack. <laughs> so now this one is the last one. <laughs> My bad. The case of the liquor store Lothario. Lothario. Scottish shoplifter Aaron Morrison was picked up after pinching a bottle of vodka from the liquor store. It didn't take Sherlock Holmes to find Morrison, though. His name and phone number were left with the clerk asking her out on a date. The 19 serious cases with a hilarious nickname. Think South Dakota versus 15 impounded cats are guaranteed to make you laugh. What an idiot. So who like goes to the liquor store <laughs> to rob it? But first he's like, ooh, that clerk's kind of cute. Let me give her my name and number. And then he robs it. But clearly you just gave away all your information. People, he's- this is why you say no to drugs. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like that's the moral of the story to uh, all these all these cases. <laughs> This one, he deserves to get caught. Oh, 100%. Because he was just a full-on idiot. Yeah. Um, I wonder if she killed him. (laughs) I know, right? She's like, the Britney Spears song, the mama, I'm in love with a criminal. (laughs) Hey, that's a jam. Okay, It is. It is. But yeah, those were just some fun less classicslier stories to add to this week's episode kind of an, a nice a nice late episode this week for you guys yes we will be track with the true crime with the darker shit next week <laughs> going to the dark side we're returning to the dark side next week <laughs> we needed a little mental positivity this week <laughs> Talking about like Cheeto dust. My, I'd like to thank my dog Phoebe laying here sound she's, asleep. She's our mascot. For listening to my story. She's Number- either tired, I bored her to death, or she just doesn't give any shits about my story. But either way, she's laying here. Or she's in deep thought about it. You really perplexed her with all of these. She's really just sitting there thinking about it, taking it all in, you know. That's true. She's here for moral support. That's all we can ask for, right? <laughs> so if you have a story, uh, miss person, horror movie, uh, anything that you want to share, email, write us, tag us on Facebook, hit us up. We'll get it out for you. Hells yes. You got a less classicier case yourself. We want to hear it, whether it's you or someone you know. Yeah. We love that shit. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, on that note, I know I'm getting a little loopy. I don't know about you, but. (laughs) Yep. um, We got to go. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye.